0: Do not heed the call of the cookie. The cookie will call to you, but you must clear it. Or else you may find yourself craving a cookie. And that would be quite a shame, don't you think?
1: I do have a whole like third of it package of Oreos in my cabinet, so I could have a cookie. Cat,
2: <laughs> do not I
1: understand that you're trying do to do
0: not think of the cookie. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm not thinking For of the, the cookie. For
0: the cookie will think of you. Uh,
1: is it like Toy Story rolls, where the cookies come alive when I'm not in the room?
0: You do not want the cookies to think of you, Cat. The cookies are... Darkness. Oh, well, they they are chocolate cookies, so they are the void from which no soul may ever return, cat.
1: Okay. What if I bake my own cookies?
0: That's exactly what they want you to do, cat. Do
1: I bake crackers to counteract the cookies?
0: The crackers are in league with the cookies, cat. Breadsticks. Nowhere is safe. Breadsticks will not save you now. You must look to the cheesecake. Look to the cheesecake, cat. I can't, I'm vegan. Look to the vegan cheesecake, cat. The vegan okay. cheesecake will deliver you from the cookies.
1: No, it won't, because it's a graham cracker crust, and you said the crackers were in league with the cookies.
0: A graham cracker is not the same thing as a cracker cat. We all know this.
1: That's right. One of them was designed to be eaten with cheese. The other one was designed to stop you from jerking it.
0: Exactly. The cookies want you to jerk it. Oh, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> that's gonna be the interesting episode isn't it we're gonna have just like a two minute segment on this cookie diatribe yeah
0: it's gonna be that oh shit okay
1: i'm gonna fucking start this episode this let's start this weird. goddamn episode this is really like viscerally uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> like it's like right in my ears which <laughs> the emma i'm
0: sorry i didn't even spur this on but i'm sorry i'm in a weird fucking mood today which is perfect for recording this podcast Do you want to do the fucking intro or what? Let's do the the intro to this podcast. Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no
1: subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. So stop, collaborate, and listen. (laughs) Spoiler. We don't.
0: Ice is back with a brand new mission, Deadly. (sighs) So (laughs) you may have gathered that we watched a movie with Vanilla Ice in it.
1: The movie Rob is Van called... Winkle. His real name is Rob Van Winkle. I just want that out
0: there because I referred to him as Rob in all of my notes. Fuck, that's good. Um, <clears throat> I, the movie is called Cool as Ice. Uh, did you have any fun names for characters? I had a couple that I characters that I named.
1: Um... N- no, not really. I I was focused more on the fact that this was like an incredibly weird like racism it,
0: allegory despite the fact that the main character was white and his love interest was white. I genuinely couldn't figure out if this movie was making fun of white people or if it was just turbo racist.
1: I don't know. I think like it it was it was kind of weird and gross that in a movie that was like literally chock full of black cultural iconography that the two
0: principal characters are white yeah and they had like like the little brother was like it, it felt like they were like look what black culture does to an innocent white boy
1: yeah no okay um so i have two notes at the very beginning of the movie through the credits, actually I have three notes. My first note is why so much strobe? I got like oh, a God. pre-migraine. I started getting like migraine halos from all of the strobe effects. Oh, it was bad. Because it wasn't natural strobe like it wasn't a strobe light, but it was actually just them flashing black screens. Oh, like God, it was bad. It really,
0: like, it hurt my eyes so much. Yeah, I don't recommend anybody watch this movie. Um, but also don't, especially don't watch it if you have epilepsy or any sort of photosensitivity or anything like that, because holy fuck. Yeah, it was bad. The other two notes I have are,
1: um, First and foremost, Stanley Clark, you have a lot to answer for if you're responsible for the soundtrack in this movie.
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't I didn't know. even
1: hear it, but I assume he has a lot to answer for.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want... There's a... Okay, this is going to be a minor digression that comes back to the movie. There is a weapon in uh, Monster Hunter World that's... Kind of a joke, jokey joke weapon, but mm-hmm. it's it's um, a hammer that's just a big fucking chunk of meat mm-hmm. um, with like a weird skin flap on it, which makes me deeply uncomfortable. <sniffs> but I couldn't help but think that I want to hit vanilla ice in the hair with that hammer and have the skin flap swing around and slap him in the cheek
1: (laughs) oh my god Uh, my other note is that David Stern should be ashamed for writing this (laughs) that's all I just like this was opening credits and I already knew that they deserved shaming
0: (laughs) yeah uh, yeah we so so we start off with a concert, I guess. It's like a
1: it's like an underground uh, yeah rave type, such but like starring
0: vanilla ice. Yeah, which is always unfortunate.
1: and his goofy little dance moves.
0: He's got some dance moves, that's for sure. He certainly does <laughs> use the human body in a way. I actually, so, um, they go through the concert,
1: and then, like, he and three of his, I guess, like, they're in his band? Yeah. yeah. They all ride motorcycles out to suburbia for some reason. You know, for funsies. Now, I have in my notes, because, like, they did, like, a brief outfit change and stuff like that, but, like... I have in my notes that this movie is proof that if you dress like a Jojo character in real life, you look incredibly stupid and out of place. (laughs) But obviously Vanilla Ice's stand would still be cream, even if this version of Vanilla Ice was a stand user and not the actual Jojo version of Vanilla Ice. I have no idea
0: what you're talking about.
1: Because in Stardust Crusaders, one of Dio's vampires is named Vanilla Ice and his stand is called Cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like after the Dad Rock band. That's upsetting. With that's upsetting is the thing is I is that's upsetting. <laughs>
1: that's that's kind of most people's reaction to a lot of the weird shit
0: in JoJo. <laughs> um <clears throat> I have questions about how old the characters are supposed to be.
1: I mean like that's that's a good question like we'd have to figure out exactly how old vanilla
0: ice was in 91 like i feel like they were going for like a teen high like romance thing like high school age okay so
1: he would have been 24 at the time of filming
0: oh he does not look 24 (laughs) okay
1: How old would you assume he was at the time of filming? I
0: thought he was like 30. No, he
1: had faded out by the time he hit 30. He wasn't marketable (sighs) anymore.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, a lot of the supposedly young characters were obviously actors in their 30s. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. It's not ideal.
1: Anyway. Okay. Yes, so they ride out into suburbia when one of their yeah. motorcycles breaks down.
0: Well, first, we have a scene.
1: Right, we have this the, the horse assault scene.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Vanilla Ice sees this pretty girl who I have named Key Smash. <laughs> um. So Kira had a crush on this girl. <laughs> um... And <laughs> he, so she's like riding her horse in a pasture behind a fence, and he's on his motorcycle. And he somehow jumps his motorcycle over the fence.
1: No, there was no clear evidence of any sort of ramp there, yeah. He, which, I believe you do need a ramp to jump a motorcycle. Uh, yeah. You can't just pull an ollie on a motorcycle.
0: <laughs> no, that's not how physics works so <laughs> much. Um, <laughs> uh, he does this throughout the movie. I think he might actually be a closeted superhero. Because he does it another time at the end, too, where he jumps over shitty dude's car.
1: I'm going like, to pull up a video that's titled Oh no, it's just someone ollieing over a motorcycle Never mind <laughs>
2: um,
0: That makes more sense So they go So Duder's motorcycle breaks down And so they have to Like tow it To a
1: Mechanic
0: uh, <laughs> um, So these
1: These are some very lovely people Like I think they were my favorite characters In the entire movie It was an elderly, not elderly, but like older couple who ran a mechanic shop and like had to consult the motorcycle repair manual to fix this guy's motorcycle. But like their entire
0: stees was way sorts of jacked up. Like they had globes. Elementary art teachers, but mechanics.
1: See, in my experience, elementary school art teachers are all kind of terrible people.
0: Um that's what my ex does for a living. Uh uh well maybe college art teachers. It's I don't
1: more know. More like
0: I, no, you know
1: what? It's like a kids theme park or yeah. like a kids
0: like a children's science center. Well, there's like fucking Dr. Seuss lines all over the wall like just Mm -hmm. like passages from dr seuss books all over the walls and like their shit in their house is like comically oversized like the salt and pepper shakers are yeah that's why i feel like it's a children's museum aesthetic more than anything it's fucking bizarre do you think those were vanilla ice's parents either in real life or in the movie i don't think
1: so (laughs) I think so. My read on them was that they were like a couple of eccentric, like Eastern European immigrants who just kind of vibed with whatever was going on. They
0: did let him and his friends just sort of stay at their house. Yeah, they
1: they were definitely the coolest people in the whole movie. Oh,
0: absolutely. They kicked ass. I love them. I thought the dude was Danny DeVito for like the longest time.
1: Um, Yeah, no. What
0: if they're the parents of. The dude whose motorcycle broke down. I mean, like, that would be... Here's my evidence. He is fully at home in their house, making himself a sandwich. A sandwich which, I might add, is incredibly quirky. Just like the two mechanics.
1: So, Kira, why don't you detail what went into this sandwich that you messaged me about while you were watching the movie to tell me that you wanted to eat.
0: So, this sandwich starts with bread, as many sandwiches do. And onto the bread he spreads peanut butter. And then on top of the peanut butter, he places pickle spears, which I'm vibing with this sandwich. I Starting
1: will off- I, I will I will vouch for peanut butter and pickles. Because like there's something really, really good about the way that peanut butter plays with pickles. Because yeah. like you get like the sharp acidity and like the you know brightness of the pickles that cuts through the fattiness of the peanut butter and it's like it's genuinely i like sometimes for a snack i'll take a tortilla i'll spread some peanut butter in it and i'll
0: wrap it around a pickle spear and just eat that i am fucking salivating wildly just talking about this sandwich (laughs) (laughs) so on top of the pickles he puts anchovies he lost me there Uh, I've never had anchovies in my entire life. I've never had the desire to have anchovies, but now I do. Like, I want to eat the sandwich so bad. I don't know why. Because then, after the anchovies, he puts mustard on, Mm
2: -hmm. and then
0: a pineapple ring. And Mm -hmm. I want that sandwich so... So my- I'm literally going to go to the grocery store and buy those materials and eat this sandwich.
1: Okay, do you want to record this sandwich experience for the Patreon? I absolutely will. Okay.
0: I- it it almost feels like it should be a live streamed event. (laughs) I will live stream this on something. I don't know, Twitter or something. Okay, we yeah, we can also have you use the um the
1: company Twitch if you really feel like it. So oh, you don't yeah, have to do that leave too. that on your personal Twitch account. Why would I
0: not want that on my personal Twitch account?
1: I don't know, it's company related.
0: Yeah, but. no, I'll put I'll I'll stream it on the on the company Twitch. It'll be a fairly short stream of me creating and eating this wild wild sandwich. But fuck, I'm uh, I want the sandwich so bad, Kat. I want the sandwich <laughs> more than I want... What's her name? Key Smash? Yes. I think her name might have been Kathy. I, yeah, it was.
1: And, like, that's the worst possible abbreviation for my name.
0: Yeah. it's It's an incredibly like like mid 40s white woman abbreviation for that
1: when i picked i mean to be fair she would be currently in her 40s yeah or 50s um but like okay i got i i didn't think this through when i picked my name like 2 years ago yeah
0: cuz i've had you Kathy
1: yeah, in a professional email at work. Gaikaroonies. Anyway, let us resume talking about this movie and not about the name Kathy, which is a blight upon everyone who does not say act. <laughs>
0: um so then we cut to we we go to um Kathy and her very suburban white family. Watching, I guess, like a news story yeah. about Kathy and her horse. Her equestrian hobby. Yes. Yeah. Um so they that happens and then some random dude in a bar in a different town sees that and gets like very angry by about seeing her dad we don't know why We I assume that so,
1: he like owes them money and it's like a mob thing like they're like organized crime people but he has a like a gambling theories. problem or he like went into debt to where... buy her this horse and just skimped on the debt and never paid it back and
0: ran away <laughs> okay theory one is Uh, The ultimate white people shit, they are arguing about... I think. I think I know where you're going. Horse ownership or barn property rights. That's the boring one. The fun one. White Dad used to be involved in a pharmaceutical company. Okay. That developed Neck Drug. The Neck Drug. And he stole the formula and retired from the business because mm-hmm. he saw, he alone saw what it could do to the world. Uh huh. And needed to keep it from going onto the market. And he retired, went into hiding, and then his daughter's horse hobby. Not hobby horse. That's a different thing.
1: Yeah, speaking of hobby horses, though, I found a picture from the house that my parents used to live in where when they bought it, there was a hobby horse in Mm. the basement in the way Mm. back, darkest corner of the basement. And, like, (laughs) they just fucking left it there. Which I think might have been the only reason why the ghost didn't kill them
0: this is true <laughs>
1: because there's no way that a hobby horse sits in the darkest corner of a basement and isn't haunted oh. especially because the previous owners of the house had died sell that shit on ebay so like it was just a genuinely cursed vibe and I'm very glad that I never lived there Yeah, I I have to imagine like the people who moved in after they moved out of that house probably, like, immediately got rid of it, which is why, you know, no one has heard from them since. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I do... Uh, one more note I had to make is that while the family was watching the news bit, they had, like, snacks. hmm And the carrots they had were bendy, which is bad... Bad carrot. They did bad carrot.
1: Okay, I didn't even notice
0: the snacks. Were they, like... Full-on, like, whole carrots? No, they were, like, carrot slices. Like, like a pickle spear, but a carrot.
1: What if it was, like... What, okay, the only like reasonable explanation I can think of here for these bendy carrots is that they were like canned carrots. Because keep in mind, this is suburban America in 1991. I assume everything was still canned at that point and you no, just no. ate stuff out of a can instead no, you of buying tell, fresh produce. You
0: could tell they weren't canned. These were fresh carrots, but they were like old carrots that had gone kind of rubbery. <laughs>
1: Maybe they were like sliced and then left in a ziploc with a lot of moisture.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with those carrots, but they were not good carrots. They were probably like yesterday's craft services from <laughs> filming.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we need a we need a snack prop. Uh, quick, someone grab the crudite
0: from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. What do you mean you have to fish it out of the garbage? <laughs>
0: I think this is exactly what happened. I bet if we look up trivia on this movie on IMDb, it would have a note about that
1: about the crudité,
0: about yeah, where those snacks came from. (sighs)
1: So we have movie left to talk about. I don't want (laughs) to.
0: Emma got mad at us
1: because last time it took us like a full, like edited down, forty-five minutes to get to the mid roll. (laughs) (laughs) It was like. (sighs) I don't blame us but hey, <laughs> it was a lot. Shit happens, you know. <laughs> to be fair, that was that was when we were watching 1114 and we
0: like genuinely loved the movie. Oh yeah, that movie kicked us.
1: Um so yeah, basically um Kathy and her generic Rob Lowe character Rob Lowe's character in every 80s and 90s movie that Rob Lowe was in boyfriend. Yeah. That's the vibe I got off of him, like the, <laughs> like where he was
0: just sort of like a entitled high school jock kid, dude. Right,
1: like Rob Lowe in the eighties and nineties. Yeah.
0: So he, yeah, they go to like a dance thing, uh, a sock hop, if you will. It's yeah, I don't. There's a bad band playing. I didn't hear them. But I know they were bad. They
1: had, yeah,
0: they had, like, every guy's first high school band vibe (laughs) to them. Yeah. Um, Not good on that. Not good. They then, uh, Vanilla Ice's group busts in and they take over the stage. And they have a rockin' ass show to put on with good music and dancing. Yes.
1: and Now, like, the vibe that I got from this town was that, like, this movie went as far as they could without saying the N-word to demonstrate the racism in this town.
0: Oh, yeah. It straight up is, like, the 90s, but this town has not exited the 50s. Which is a different sort of the 90s but
1: this town hasn't exited the 50s than was in Twin Peaks <laughs> yeah because that felt at least a little bit more explicable because mm-hmm. you know the Twin Peaks be cursed that, that shit's like cursed as hell because it was stolen land and all that fun stuff but then
0: what part of America isn't so yeah that's a a trope in this country um, so, Key Smash um, starts dancing with Vanilla Ice, and she has a very good time.
1: And then, and- at one point, R- Rob decides that his next dance move is going to be laying her on the ground and thrusting upon her. <laughs> yep,
0: they're just fucking humping on the dance floor. It was something. It, yeah, it happened. Um, so this upsets her boyfriend. Justifiably. yeah. Um, he doesn't uh, address that in a remotely appropriate way, however.
1: Oh, of course not. He's a six man.
0: Yeah, so he like grabs her by the arm and drags her out of the club/ slash dance hall slash whatever where the fuck they were. Um, and like won't let her go she's like trying to get away and he just like keeps grabbing her which ugh and then he like tries to kiss her and she's like fuck off and just leaves which good this guy sucks so bad that guy sucked a lot and like forcibly tried to kiss her it wasn't just
1: like a yeah 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 like, pins her up against the <clears throat> car and tries to, like,
0: grossly force it. He deserves what he gets in his next scene. Yeah, yes. I, I, I can imagine him just being like, oh, you like when guys are sexually aggressive with you? Well, how about this? Yeah, yeah. like, white boy rage. Yeah. He's bad. No good. Hate him. He sucks. Um, oh. Um, <laughs> okay, we skipped a um part of
1: the movie that i found to be pointless a little bit but like i did a lip read and at one point he does say drop the zero and get with the hero to which i wrote robert you have a checkered pattern shaved into your head
0: <laughs> his hair is so bad i hate it so much <laughs> and, oh but god like, the thing is uh, like
1: <laughs> if it wasn't vanilla ice and instead was like a,
0: a a, a fuckboy lesbian, like, she would have been hot. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing! I you, you said that to me before I started watching, and I was thinking about that the whole time, and I do agree with you. Like, the thing is, that, like, I,
1: I don't know, when it's a girl who looks like that, it's very different from when it's
0: Rob Van Winkle who looks <laughs> like that. It's, it's
1: very different.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um... we also missed a scene where the dudes from the bar show up at white dad's house and like threaten him or something Mm -hmm. Um, because that will become relevant shortly because um, Key Smash is walking home alone at night. I thought they showed up in and threatened him the next day. I don't know. We
1: definitely had a full day-night cycle where the dad was still wearing the same shirt and tie, though. Yeah. um, So, So, like, either the costume budget was cheap or this guy just... Casually sits in his house in the same shirt and tie all the
0: time. This is what he does. Yes,
1: or um, he's got like cartoon character
0: wardrobe with identical shirt and tie. Yes, also that. Um, it they yeah I, they definitely showed up at the house before the dance thing. Um, and argued about horse ownership rights or something like that. Neck drug, uh, neck drug formulations. Uh, form- yeah, um, because as she's walking home the guys in the car are like slowly following her and then they're like she notices them and they're like about to fucking grab her and vanilla ice heroically comes in on his motorcycle and rescues her right which like he does the screech get on get on
1: Yeah, Which, like, I'd also be scared of him if he just, like, scrolled up on his fucking pocket rocket motorcycle and, like, was like, quick, get on. I'll save you from these men who are about to kidnap you. Easiest way to get kidnapped is to have the third kidnapper come in and pretend to be someone trying to rescue you.
0: That's a good... Yeah. Like...
1: That's a good point. That's just, like the way those kidnapping plots that's kidnapping
0: 101 yeah right like you have you have the false rescue to destroy chance of hope exactly um, so he takes her home, and Daddy is very upset about this, and is like, Blah, 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 you stood out right, blah, 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 bla, with CD elements, or whatever the fuck I'm assuming he's talking about. Right, he yells, and like,
1: so this is where I noted that he had the same shirt and tie on, <laughs> and I was like, did they think in a movie that is this uptight about fashion, I would not notice
0: the man has the same shirt and tie on. <laughs> yeah. And then the next morning, we have a scene that happens uh-huh. where Vanilla Ice wakes the girl up by, like, dripping ice, like, water from a melting ice cube into her mouth. It was he, and very... Just, like in her bedroom? Right. He sticks an ice cube in her mouth while she's asleep.
1: Like if someone did that to me, I would like invariably choke on the ice cube for <laughs> at least a minute.
0: Yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was weird, kind of kind of creepy. Um
1: so yeah she like goes on a date with him I guess yeah
0: and he like takes her out to a construction site in the middle of nowhere and there's conspicuously a thing like pounding a thing in the ground which I um, fully believe is intentional symbolism of the fact that they are about to go to pound town
1: almost assuredly yeah Um, she's also wearing a really 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 cute sunflower dress
0: yeah I just want to
1: point that out that her dress is very cute in that scene and I kind of want one of those. This is the part where the yearning really got real
0: bad. (laughs)
1: yeah they did like the very they did the very hackneyed movie montage of we're having fun on a date (laughs) where it's like the two of them
0: like walking backwards and looking at the camera and smiling and laughing yeah and like chasing each other through partly built houses and having fun riding a horse and a motor teaching each other to ride their respective you know rides um, right and riding a horse and riding a hog him being shirtless <laughs> <laughs> um, i have in my notes that
1: it's like a 50 50 chance of whether in any given shot in this movie uh rob is going to look like a jojo character or a lesbian
0: <laughs> yeah
1: He's and it's just like a unique individual. It makes me realize how many JoJo characters if it wasn't for how beefy they were would look like weird lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> like JoJo fashion and lesbian fashion are very similar. Mm. It's a lot of like weird clashing
0: patterns and stark colors and dramatic poses. Yeah. So they get back from the date. Does do you think that was a single day or was that like a multi day? That was a montage? single day. Are I you think sure? That was, I think it was filmed over multiple days, but I it think cannot have been a representation of one day because they go fucking back and forth to like the construction lot and the horse barn and the construction lot and the horse barn a lot. And they change outfits. Did they? I thought she just threw on her, like,
1: denim jacket again. Did she? Like, Rob was definitely wearing the same stripy shorts the entire time. Well, he was wearing those the whole fucking movie. That's not true. He also had the
0: really disgusting color clashing, like... <laughs> true. Fucking... But he only had, like, two outfits, which makes sense in the lore, because they weren't... Like, he doesn't live there. Right. They were traveling.
1: Do you remember the... This is a really weird poll. Do you remember that weird, like, children's show uh, that was on PBS... Uh, that was called zoom no okay because that's like the vibe that i got from rob's clothing
0: (laughs) like very 90s jaggedy colors and all that it was yeah it was early 90s and it was not good here hold on let me pull this up for you and i'll send you this image um i'm gonna post it
1: in the unsan theories uh channel on discord so that we can pull this for the show notes okay basically that that has the same vibe as vanilla ice's clothing yes it does we're so off topic it's been yeah. an hour of this already Emma's gonna be so mad at us we nice. haven't
0: gone through the movie yet <laughs> Sorry, Emma. We can rush through the the last. Like forty-five minutes. We can rush through the last third of the movie because the movie rushed through the last third of the movie. Yeah, it was Um, because they got two thirds into the movie and they still hadn't done a single fucking thing with the shady guys from White Dad's past plotline. Right. Okay, so uh, he brings her back very late.
1: Her dad is like, "Don't you stay out that late? Don't you stay out with that kind of that kind of boy ever again? You have to break up with him. You hear me?" Or whatever suburban dad bullshit that happens with suburban dads.
0: Yeah. Um, so that happens. They're very. They're both very sad. And then the weird men who are trying to get the neck drug formula back kidnap the little brother, and then. Vanilla Ice has to do some sound sleuthing on his cool boombox sound system thing to figure out where the kid is being held because there's a ransom tape and there's like a sound in the background and I think the sound is the pound pound. Um, from the machine earlier, and Mm -hmm. then him and his motorcycle gang go rescue the kid, and the dad's like, thanks for rescuing my kid, you can date my daughter now. And then... Um, she gets on motorcycle with Vanilla Ice, they start riding off, and then they turn around because shitty former boyfriend has shown up and is being a piece of shit, and so Vanilla Ice jumps his motorcycle over the car, again without a ramp, and that's the end of the movie. Yes, um, uh,
1: well, okay, they do go back to wherever they did that first concert, and it's like a second
0: concert, and- Oh yeah, there's another- there's another concert
1: scene. And Kathy is there dancing and, like, looking much more... Cool. Way cooler. You know, fucking... Yes.
0: She got sexified for her right. Cool she's
1: boyfriend. Someone
0: who, like, you know, has moved out of the 50s into the 90s. She, she's no longer wearing 90s mom jeans. My last notes on
1: this movie are... Um, it's a bare-bones plot. It's very typical. i To be extra bougie about it, I called it de rigueur. How about that? I've been watching a lot of Frasier, so Frasier has become part of my life again. I'm so sorry. But, like, I don't know. Frasier's actually kind of a good show.
0: Yeah, it's a shame it does have Kelsey Grammer in it.
1: Yeah, Kelsey Grammer can, like, eat my entire butt. <laughs> he, can, he, can, he can suck my butt.
0: <laughs> hey, Kelsey Grammer, Suck my entire asshole. Okay, so yeah, no movie over. It was it was so like it was bad and incomprehensible. It, it was fairly <clears throat> comprehensible. I thought well, it's just like the main. I mean, the the romance plot was comprehensible. The kidnap plot was not. You do we want to break for a mid roll now that we're an hour into the recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do that. Mid roll. <clears throat> It's mid-roll time! Everyone loves a mid-roll!
2: Hello listeners! I've got a pretty short insert this week because Kat, Kira, and the crew of the R.M. have some things I'd like to say, so let's get to it. Firstly, I'd like to thank Improbable Joy. Joy, thank you so much for your continued support. It really means a lot to us. To all our other patrons, thank you. Your support has helped us cover a large part of our operating costs so we can keep going to make these wacky podcasts. If you want to help us out, you can head on over to patreon.com slash media Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive Patreon cuts, and exclusives like an Animal Parade supercut from the Chicks with Dice bloopers. If you're not able to support us financially, you can still help us out by telling a friend about the podcast. Share an episode with a friend, and we guarantee that you'll make your friendship stronger. guarantee not guaranteed. Now, let's hear some words from the crew of the Aram. Interior, the mess hall on the Aurum.
0: Man, it sure is great to wake up to a nice, refreshing cup of coffee. Wait, who are you talking to? Why, Plex. Our wonderful listeners, of course. <laughs> course. Just like the coarse grind I get on my coffee from grinding Coffee Co. What? What kind of spice are you on? Listener's coffee? Why, the delicious spice of my medium roast Mexican chocolate coffee blend, my friend, delivered straight to our airlock in an airtight bag. The beans are as fresh as the day they were roasted. I'm so confused. You're not talking any sense. I'm talking about Grinding Coffee Co. Why don't you tell her and our dear listeners A little bit more, Miss Narrator.
1: Thanks, Space Dumpster. Grinding Coffee Co. is a black and LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that delivers coffee straight to your door. They have a coffee for everyone, from K-cups to cold brew to blended and more. This high quality taste will leave you wanting more. No matter what time you order, your coffee is always roasted the day it ships, so you're guaranteed fresh coffee. When you're ready to get yourself some fine coffee, head over to the referral link in the show notes and enter code SOSA at checkout for 10% off your order. Oh, what the actual criff. Do we want to give a um, public endorsement of another podcast for people to listen to? Which podcasts are we endorsing? Hey, friends, if you like actual play RPG podcasts, um, I just recently started listening to Brits on Bikes. That's a fun one. There's a character who is like, yeah, because it's it's a kids on bikes actual play. So one of one of the players is trans, and she is playing a very 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 oblivious egg. Oh, that is perfect, right? We're also recording on James D'Amato's birthday, so listen to campaign podcast. Happy,
0: happy, happy birthday, James. This will come out far after your birthday, but it's okay. Happy birthday, James. Come on our podcast. You, you're obviously invited. We'll, you know, pay rates and everything. Yes. <laughs> Same goes for Johnny, to be honest. Hey, Johnny O'Mara, I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> that's a. That's a
1: large assumption because i can pull up the metrics and i don't think we have any listeners in
0: illinois hey johnny O'Mara, i know you use the vpn to download our podcast <laughs> <laughs> so you don't out yourself oh no
1: if we do have 3.15 percent of our
0: downloads come from illinois See, I fucking told you. James D'Amato and Johnny O'Mara have listening parties for our podcast. Anyway, this is all going to get cut. None of this matters. Emma, cut. Don't put this anywhere. (laughs) Delete this from the hard drive.
1: What was this movie called again? Cool as ice. Cool as ice. Okay, uh, done with the mid roll let's read about this movie
0: okay tell me what it's about yes please
1: give me one moment i need to make sure that my throat is clear for this long arduous process of reading the entire summary in as few breaths as humanly possible okay cool as ice is a 1991 american romantic musical comedy film directed by david kellogg starring rapper vanilla ice in his feature film debut he plays a character called johnny van owen the plot, so- the plot synopsis is as follows: Johnny Van Owen is a rapper who drifts from city to city. Johnny is performing at a nightclub, rapping and dancing with his crew, and a club background songstress playing "Cool as Ice." Parentheses: Everybody get loose. <laughs> While the group passes through a small town, Johnny. Falls for honor student Kathy Winslow The crew is stranded in the town After a member's motorcycle breaks down And has to be left at a local repair shop While waiting for repairs Johnny uses the opportunity to see Kathy She already has a boyfriend named Nick whom he advises Kathy to dump That's an awkwardly written sentence Wikipedia um, <laughs> Yes Johnny shows up with his crew at a local club frequented by Kathy and her friends. Noticing that no one is enjoying the live music playing at the club, Johnny's crew decide to perform musical number. Quote, People's Choice... By unplugging the other band's instruments and taking control, shocking the audience and ending with Johnny, sweeping Kathy off her feet, humiliating Nick. He offers to forgive Kathy and take her home, but she refuses and walks home by herself after he tries to sexually assault her. Uh, That was me editorializing. Yes. Unbeknownst to Kathy, she's stalked by two strange men in a car. She's saved by Johnny, who takes her home. At the club's parking lot, a jealous Nick and his friends smash up motorcycles belonging to Johnny's friends. Nick's friends attack the rapping biker who fights back, leaving Nick and his buddies unconscious and Nick himself in hospital with a broken nose. Kathy's father, Gordon, I will henceforth refer to as Gord, becomes suspicious of Johnny and warns Kathy to stay away from him because they can't trust strangers. The next day, Kathy goes for a ride with Johnny against her father's wishes. They ride all over town, including a construction site. When they finally return home, they're greeted by an angry Gord who coldly warns Johnny to stay away from his daughter. Gord, under pressure from his wife Grace, reveals to Kathy the secret of his past. Oh, no. Oh, no? He was once a fucking police officer.
0: Ugh. Uh, (coughs) uh, (coughs) uh, (coughs) oh that's
1: that's the worst way that this could have shaken out they made him a fucking cop i can see why you would want to hide that right like hide the shame from your daughter that you used to be a pig valid that man does not look like a cop though no now the two mysterious kidnapper dudes definitely look like cops yeah uh so you really he was once a he was once a pig. They were on the run from two corrupt cops who were able to escape using fabricated documents, explaining why he kept his life a secret from Kathy all these years. Kathy criticizes her father saying it's not fair that he lied to her in order to protect her yet refused to permit her to see a total stranger. The next day, Johnny agrees to give Tommy Kathy's younger brother a ride on his bike. They cruise through the streets and finally back to the Winslow home where Tommy is later kidnapped at a repair at the repair shop. The crew prepares to leave town since the bike has been repaired, but they tell Johnny to say goodbye to Kathy first, When Johnny arrives at the Winslow house, he finds an envelope meant for the family. Turns out to be a message from the crooked cops with Tommy recording it. Fearing the worst, Gordon accuses Johnny of criminal involvement, much to Kathy's dismay. When Kathy asks Johnny to play the tape left behind by the kidnappers, he hears a loud clanging noise coming from a construction vehicle, feeling the message was recorded at the construction site. The gang ambushes the kidnappers and rescues Tommy. When the police arrive, the gang return Tommy to the Winslow's and Gordon apologizes to Johnny. The rapper tells Kathy... He has to move on, but she decides to follow him Nick arrives in his car Telling Kathy to get used to being a biker chick Because she'll never see him again Kathy holds on as Johnny uses the car As a ramp and the two new lovers Ride off into the big city The film ends with Johnny, reaching his destination And rapping, get with it And dancing with his crew To an audience at a nightclub Kathy joins him on stage after the show is over Dancing alone in the spotlight Roll credits Also, it's important to note that they did make a big deal out of the fact that Naomi Campbell was in this movie.
0: Who was she? A model. But who was
1: she in the movie? Oh, she was the singer in the first club. Oh. Okay. It (laughs) did win, um, would you like me to do awards? Yes, give me awards. Um, It was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six Razzies. It won one of them, worst new star for Rob Van Winkle. Oh, <laughs> I will allow it. Yes. Um, if you would like to see what else Kathy was in in cool, from uh outside of Cool as Ice, I have her page listed what here. Was she um, in? in she was in the original Home Alone as um Kevin's sister Heather, she was in uh basically nothing else of note since then <laughs> she was it, on television she was in um she was on er from 95
0: to 03 mm-hmm. so like nothing as a
1: recurring character she played um rachel mcleod in three episodes of highlander the series <laughs> she did a voice for halo 2 nice and she was in one episode of this is us one episode of Ray Donovan starring Liev Schreiber, which the the Mackle boys talked about that one time for like a really long <laughs> a time,
0: really long, a really long time. Uh, it was
1: so yes, that's the entirety of Cool as Ice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do we want to look at trivia on IMDb?
0: I mean, we know what
1: it's gonna say uh do do we yeah about the
0: snacks
1: oh right the snacks um it does not say anything about the snacks um Gwyneth Paltrow almost took the role of Kathy until her father advised her against it the role was also offered to Lisa Marie Presley Winona Ryder Jennifer Connelly Drew Barrymore Shannon Doherty Jennifer Aniston Uma Thurman Courtney Cox Tori Spelling among others Nobody wanted this role. <laughs> One of the cinematographers f- later went on to work on Schindler's List and nice. Saving Private Ryan
0: with Steven Spielberg. I mean, there was definitely some. This movie included an attempt at cinematography. So. Hey, so I have a really good Amazon review here. Oh, good. <clears throat> Brian J. Fitzgerald gives this movie five stars. Okay. This review is titled, Sugar Shack Booty Quake. (laughs) The text of this review, by the way, five people found this review helpful. The text of this review is, point blank, I own this movie. It is tighter than tight, and I am a hip hop authority. The music is whack, but so whack it is fresh. Yo, cat, words of wisdom, schling a schlong, and cop this masterpiece. I ain't gonna say peace, cause I ain't wit it, out. The most interesting parts are when... Vanilla says to the crooks, yo, and the fat crook says, yo, yourself. Then at the end, the girl in VIP menacingly motions towards the crooks and says, yo. And then when the crook spits his food out for no reason, those crooks are odd. End of review. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm pulling up some Bob
1: G reviews for us. Did we do 40 Days and 40 Nights before?
0: Mm, Yes. Yes, I, th- I thought so. Uh, yeah, Nobs reviewer give this gives this movie five stars. Greatest love story since Romeo and Juliet. Number one love story with Blade Two and Point Break. Point Point Break a close second slash third. Add in the motorcycles, dope dancing, and fresh haircuts. Well, you have the perfect movie. <laughs> Any other god-awful reviews? Um, Because,
1: boy, am I excited for you to hear these Bob G's that I've picked out. (laughs) Uh,
0: Doris J. Fields gives this four stars and says, Did not understand it, became bored. (laughs) Tony R. gives it four stars and says, Perfect movie for a sleepover for my daughter, friends. (laughs) oh god that's creepy (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is
1: okay Uh, oh god do we want to move into the bob g segment
0: yeah yeah let's what does bob g have to say about the world so
1: would you like me to start off um with the comedy show or the drama show i need to know what bob g says about drama okay this is a three-star review titled Human Versus Machine. Okay. Interesting exploration of the classic conflict between humanity and our creators. Quote, Lords cool. of Kobol reminds me of the priesthood of Kobol, an early, quote, computer programming language. The episodes seem mostly to be an extrapolation of what has already been occurring in the classic conflict. The priesthood of computers had has already illegally seized all human personal property into their own permanent adverse possession, manipulated by the fraudulent quote-unquote elections of polytachyans I assume that's politicians Uh, (laughs) P-O-L-Y T-A-C-K-Y-U-N-S regimented humans into non-consensual sexual relationships further aggravated by the felony enslavement practices of the felony tax evading criminal gangs styling themselves as religion so these extrapolations perhaps provide a framework for how we humans need to respond to criminal machinations of pogromers which i assume is <sighs> him accusing computer programmers of attempting to I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's Bob G. That was for Battlestar Galactica Season 1.
0: Yeah, I could tell. <clears throat> um, That's... wild. <laughs> right? But do you know what's even more wild? <laughs> Is that you're starting to be able to understand him? No. Even... Okay, okay his... His theory for where Kobol came from in that series is not as wild as where it actually came from. (laughs) Do you know where it actually came from, Kat? I should know this, but I can't remember
1: it off the top of my head at the moment. I've seen Battlestar, like,
0: (coughs) at least four times. Emma and I constantly watch it. Here's a hint. It's an anagram? Is it? Yes. It's an anagram of Kolob. The writer of Battlestar Galactica originally was Mormon. And in the Mormon canon, Kolob is the planet that God comes from. I think I have to end the podcast. <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm just done. I can't do it anymore.
1: Podcast cancel.
0: <laughs> it's,
1: I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm just done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, this is for Chuck the complete fifth season. Four uh, stars.
0: Fuck yes. I can't believe Bob G watched Chuck. Bob G is a chuckled. <laughs> <laughs>
1: has officially broken <laughs> I thought I thought about mixing a cocktail before this recording and I was like no, I should be sober so that I'm better capable of handling everything and, and it's just gotten worse <laughs> I should have been drunk for this <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay so Bob I G's four star credit. review I
0: can't take credit for that that's that's the name that Travis McElroy came up with for the, the Chuck fandom okay that's fair
1: this four star review of Chuck the fifth season um, titled Gooferment Manipulations okay Bob Excellent demonstrations of the kinds of manipulations of human relationships perpetrated by the organized crime syndicate styling themselves as the government of the United States of America, their subsidiary state gooferments, and the felony tax evading religion gangs for whom they perpetrate crimes against humanity. Their favorite activities are violating Articles 1, 4, 5. 13, and 14, Section 1 of the United States Constitution Amendments, including especially felonious enslavement and chemical biological warfare against American citizens. That sentence was
0: incoherent. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah.
1: Although they have taken to quote, wrongfully killing more than 250,000 Americans per year via the licensed meta frauds implementing their Affordable Care Act... The number of us tortured and maimed with permanent bodily injuries goes unreported. The story itself was overly dependent on technologic explanations. I assume technologic from techno logic. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: he's used that one before. Yeah, I, I,
1: I forget the Bob Gisms. Boy, that sounds a little too much like <laughs> the Jism.
0: Bob, the, the Bob Yeah. <laughs> What, what the
1: fuck happened to us this episode? <laughs> Vanilla
0: Ice happened to us.
1: Wait, I forget what was. I don't fucking what was his name in this movie? Otto Van, Van Veen or whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: Johnny Van yes. Owen has destroyed my brain. <laughs>
0: Cat, put the rest of Bob G's cum in my ears, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you said your sister listens to the show. <laughs> <clears throat> uh,
1: the story itself was overly dependent on technologic explanations for manipulations, which in the real world are far simpler. Only a wholly weird, happy ending could preserve any semblance of individual human choice for this five-season series of demonstrations. It was a well-balanced storyline, worthy of a four-star rating. I- I- that's- that's the end of Bob G's- the- the-, uh, the Bob Gisms. We are blessed. We are blessed. I give up. I- I give up. I'm just gonna go and eat those cookies that you warned me not to give into and embrace the void because I can't do this anymore. <clears throat>
0: Cat. Thanks for listening. We sure didn't.
2: On Theories Theory is a production of So Says Media. We're moving our Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter at So Says Media. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Comedy is best enjoyed together. All music on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Visit soundslikeanearful.com for more. Until next time, thanks for listening.